Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Nobody does Radio Row like NBC Sports Radio. Exclusive broadcast continues with more live coverage from Super Bowl 54 in Miami. Can't beat that. Now, here's Florio. Friday edition of Pro Football Talk Live, NBC Sports Radio, NBCSN. Hello to our good friends in the UK and in Ireland enjoying the program on Sky Sports. Sources close to me tell me that on Sky they have gotten the full four-hour extravaganza this week. Another source said they only got two. I've heard from multiple people in Ireland and the UK saying we're getting all four and they love it. Yeah, love it. Another day of four hours, guest after guest after guest. We had a blast yesterday. Yesterday was great. Insane. Like so many great guests that my wife, when I got back to the hotel, she's like, I was like, man, we had a great day. We killed it. And she's like, who'd you have? And I like was like, I could only rattle off like two people because my brain was still like in decompress mode. Do you ever have that when you yeah, get home and you're like, I can't even I can't remember, remember who we had. The day it was, was awesome, but I can't remember who we had. <laughs> right, right. Uh, so I don't, I don't know. I have an issue with that with my wife in general. She asked me a question. The most groundbreaking thing of the day could, of, of my life could happen, and I don't seem to remember it until later on that night when I'm finally relaxed sitting on the couch. Well... People that we talked to after yesterday's four-hour show included Cam Jordan, Chris Harris Jr. of the Broncos, Terry Bradshaw had a fun conversation with him, Melvin Gordon, the McCourty twins who were awesome. I'm so mad I missed the McCourty twins. You had Jake Fromm. Well, I had Jake right? Fromm, right, which was, which was a lot of fun. It was really cool. We had a little catch down in like the NFL experience, threw now, the ball. Did you actually catch the I passes did, I or did. you had someone there to catch nope, them? I actually caught the All passes, right. but uh, it was great to get to know him. I'm always like very, you know – uh, intrigued to meet the new guys coming out like we talked with Tua, just to size them up, see them, what's their personalities, are they alphas, can they communicate, are they social that way? Those are little things I look at that are very important, especially at the quarterback position, so that was cool. And then I think later on we're going to play my cl- our clip with my clip with Frank Gore, right? Frank Gore wanted to beat you Frank up. Frank Gore was pissed at me yesterday, and I knew he was going to be, I was telling our producer Matt Casey when we were coming up the stairs, I was going to be like, Matt, he's going to have it out with me, I'm in trouble, but uh, yeah, he was pissed, he 
because he knows Florio says is a Hall of Famer, and he knew I was on the fence, so he let me have it. And a he said bit. to me, as because I, I was doing one over here, I can't remember who it was, as you were talking to Frank Gore. I had the McCordy twins while you were with Frank Gore, I right? Think. And Frank said. You, you think I'm a Hall of Famer, right? And I said, yeah, Frank, I've told you that. He said, oh, I remember. He said, he doesn't think I'm a Hall of Famer. He pointed to you and said, yeah. he doesn't think I'm a Hall of Famer. Uh, he said, no, he doesn't. Go get him. <laughs> you did. I heard you say, go get him. <laughs> yeah, and he got me. So, uh, listen, you can't ever accuse me of not being honest or real because I know Frank, too. And I knew Frank reads everything. I went out to dinner with him a few years ago with a common friend we had and hung out. So we have a relationship. But uh, I was very nervous at the start of that interview. And, you know, it's funny. We also had Russell Wilson late yesterday afternoon. Yeah. We hung around for Russell, and we made sure we told him. We did. We stayed for you, baby. We've hey. been here since the crack o' dawn, and we stayed for you. And he actually believed it, I think. I, I, well, I think he did. Yeah, he should. I mean, we did. I mean, Russell Wilson's the man. I mean, if you, you get him on an interview, you're, you're going to hang around. Now, uh, there was one other guy that we had no idea we were going to talk to, and that was one of the most fun conversations of the day. Zadarius Smith Zedarius from was, the Green Bay He Packers. was awesome, right? He was great. And, and he was so honest and candid yeah. about why the the Packers lost to the 49ers in the NFC Championship game. They weren't ready to play. He said he wasn't ready to play. Yep. He tried different things to get himself ready, and he just couldn't get himself ready. I mean, that, that's a problem they've got to address. Whenever they play in California, they're not ready to play. It, it certainly was a problem. You're right. That's one of those things that Matt LaFleur will have to take some time in the offseason to kind of dissect why that didn't work and figure out a formula that does work for them going forward. But to your, like you're saying with Zedaria Smith, that, was, that really is cool. I love like, guys like that. You know, just keeps it honest, holds himself very accountable, not going to BS about anything. And though that's why you could tell, or th- those little things, I guess, right there would tell you why he's so good in the locker room up there and how he can change things. What are you smirking about I'm just, I'm just thinking that today is going to be crazy. <laughs> it's going to be crazy. It is. We, we've got Hall of Fame head coach and our colleague at Football Night in America, Tony Dungy, coming whoa, up. Whoa. And we have heard from two different players with two different teams, Warwick Dunn and Reggie Wayne, right. of occasions where Coach Dungy almost, almost used I the curse would, word. I would literally, ha- I would give Coach Dungy, I will go to the bank and get $1,000 if we could get Coach Dungy right here and he just look at the camera and like scream the F word. It, it, that it would, would take more than 1000 know. What do you, you think the price is? It would have to be... Now, I don't even think he'd do it for 100000 It'd have to know. be like a million-dollar yeah. contribution to his foundation or the charity right. of his choice. And even for that, I don't think he would do it I, because he would know that that clip is going to live forever. You're right. You're Could right. you imagine how viral it would go yeah. if Tony Dungy looked into a camera and dropped the F-bomb? Uh, I mean, uh, you're right. That would go. It would live forever. I, I forget about things like that. I forget about the Internet every yeah. now and then. That's yeah. going to live Obviously. forever. <laughs> Obviously. We also have Drew Brees. Live coming up, he is in the deep deliberations regarding whether or not he will be retiring. Rodney Harrison will be joining us here. Jerry Judy, the Alabama receiver, entering the NFL draft. And Joe Montana. It just went green. We, we have our, our spreadsheet. And when it's green, that means it's locked it's a in. Go? It has not been green for Joe Montana until just now. Wow. It's a go. It's a go. Joe Montana. Joe Mama. The rarest there we go. of all sightings. Joe Montana. Joe Cool. will be joining us at 9.30 a.m. You ever play time. that Joe game? No. I, I, it's just something that I used to do in the locker room. Like, instead of Joe, you say bro, but it's got to be a Joe name, right? So I would be like, hey, what's up, bro Montana? Or what's up, bro Namath? Or what's up? 
Scarlett Bro Hansen. All right, you Sounds like, like that? a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm gonna do it today actually because yeah. I need to entertain myself because I'm exhausted and delirious. I, all right? I want the last 20 <laughs> seconds of my life back. <laughs> Aaron Jones, Packers running back, will be here as well. We can ask him if he was ready to play. Yeah. On that Sunday in Santa Clara, DK Metcalf, DKF Metcalf, the DK, rookie DK. receiver from the Seattle Seahawks. Trey Wayne's Vikings cornerback heading toward free agency. Von Miller, Super Bowl 50. MVP, and then after we're done, we've got scheduled Matt Patricia, the Lions coach, which is it's just shocking to me that he's making the rounds, right? And 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 his people reaching out to get him on shows. I mean, he's trying to get I think people to understand who he is, what he's about, and what yeah. the Lions are facing right. as they enter what what feels like a make or break year for him. I mean, I think it is. You're right. I mean, there was a lot, you know Martha Ford. She came out right and had to kind of make a statement saying. They're coming back, so obviously to make that statement means she was thinking about not bringing them back. And, yeah, I think it's a good move by Matty P. You know, Matty P is one of those guys I do think is a little misunderstood. He's got a little bit of that New England way to him to where, yeah, he doesn't want to always be charismatic in front of the camera and the microphone and things like that but also is a good guy. He is, and he's a really good communicator as far as a coach, in my experience, being around him in New England. And, yeah, I think to what you're saying, he's trying to kind of show the public and the media that he's not just some rigid, you know, dictator playing uh, coaching defense. One of the sound bites that emerged from the Super Bowl chatter this week, Richard Sherman, the 49ers cornerback, explaining that the Lions were interested in him and he wanted nothing to do with the Lions in the Patriot way, which is kind of strange because the Patriot way works. Yeah, right. right. It yeah. works. Why would you not want that? Well, because he wouldn't be able to say some of the things he says without uh, accountability. Without account, Bill Bill would at some point be like, "Hey, Richard, shut up!" Like he would tell him to shut up, like stop talking about this. And I don't think Richard wants to do that. Oh, could so, you imagine how Bill Belichick would have handled right. that goofy controversy over whether or not Baker Mayfield snubbed Richard Sherman when there were ten different camera angles proving like, that he did not snub him? What would Belichick do about that? I, well, I, I mean, I just think that would make anybody look at a guy differently. Uh, you know. I, I still, I still feel like that kind of like flew away very quickly. Like that was really a weird moment. And, that's that's uh, something that sticks to the that should stick to, to how a guy is perceived for the forever. rest of his it life. It will for me. I'm with you there. There's no respect. doubt. It made me look at him differently right there. Richard Trevor will not be joining us today. No, he will not. <laughs> or ever. I think <laughs> the the invitation is open. Yeah. But. Uh, uh, I don't think he'll be accepting it. Taysom Hill accepted the invitation Ooh, to show up. The New Orleans Saints I master of all trades. I him and size him up. I was saying this earlier. Yeah. I have no idea what he sounds like. Right. Like, you could put any voice out of his mouth, and I would say, well, I guess that's Taysom Hill. Yeah. We've never heard him talk. We've never seen him anywhere. I don't even know that he really exists. He may be a hologram. Right. Right? This is, that's why it's so exciting. All these other guys we've talked to before, we've heard them talk, we've seen press conference clips. Like, there's never been... When we have Football Night in America with the clips from the podium after yeah, a we game, never we've a... never had. No, never. We've never heard a thing from Taysom Hill. We will today. We but will But that's today. after the program. You're going to have to check out ProFootballTalk.com or our YouTube channel to see that one. And then Leonard Fournette is the last one we have scheduled for today. So, But who knows? That's the, you never know. Today is the crazy day. I mean, yesterday it was as crowded as it's been all week. It was more crowded. Today, I think, is the day where – you never know what fish is going to jump into your boat. Yeah, yeah, right. No, I, I, you're right. This is going to be crazy behind us here starting in about an hour. You're just going to start to see people piling in here, and everybody's in town. I feel like everybody that's here for the Super Bowl, for the most part, got in town last night, maybe getting in early this morning, but we're going to be up to, like, full capacity after uh, this afternoon, I think, with fans and media and everybody that wants to be involved in you know, the Super Bowl 54. I, I know of one person who's in town that probably won't be making the rounds today. What person? Hashtag Tommy. Oh, you think he's in he, town? He is in town. Is he really? They, they had some 
event last night for the NFL all-time team. Right. Gil Brandt posted a photo of himself with Mrs. Brady. Yeah, that's cool. Gil Brandt, Tom Brady, cool. Giselle Bunchen. Man, and the cryptic text message last In night, ta- too. Oh, we're going to be talking about that coming up. Yeah. That, that thing. He's walking out of the stadium for everybody. I just can't to- remember. I can't, well, he's walking he's, out of the tunnel. Or he's walking in. Nah. Or he's walking in. I really dissected Listen, this. I no, blew it up. I, yeah, sure you did. I, I did. I really did. Is that did. why your eyes are so puffy? Yeah, well, no. No. I wish they were puffy for other reasons, okay? But they're not, all right? But I blew it up, all right? And I'm telling you, he was walking. <laughs> we're he's ta- walking out. You, this was part of the tease. We have a whole show. We well, have we'll four get hours. There. With the guests don't start showing up for a while, That's what we're going to break this down and try to make sense of it. But Brady was in town last night, and there's been so much chatter in Boston about his future. Yeah. And who will be to blame? I want to talk to you about that as well. If he chooses to leave, who gets the blame for it? Because there are Patriots fans that are ready to put the blame on Robert Kraft. That's that's insane. I could tell you you don't blame him. We're going to talk about the cryptic Tom Brady tweet and his future in New England or elsewhere when PFT Live continues right after this. ABC Sports Radio is back. Live radio road coverage from Super Bowl 54 in Miami. So let's get going. This is Pro Football Talk Live with Mike Florio. All right, hashtag Tommy Tom Brady, due to be a free agent. Well, what's that face there, Tom? That was the first time I've ever seen him make an unappealing face in his life. I didn't think he was capable of it. I didn't think the Botox allowed his nose to I, scrunch up like that. I bet most people would still think it's handsome, though. Yeah, you're probably right. Uh, his worst face is, is better than our best face. No so, doubt. Tom Brady, due to become a free agent. And out of the blue, last night, we're gathered at the PFT dinner. And this comes through at 6.36 p.m. Eastern. It's an M.C. Escher. M.C. Escher? M.C. Escher. Oh, that's Ben the, Davies. That's, ben Davies, Davies came the, through. The, the paintings where the I more you look at it, it, you can't tell what it is. Right. Are the, yeah, the stairs going up or are they going down? Is the water falling up or is it down? Or where does it end and where does it start? I can't tell what this is. This is a riddle. This is an amazing photo because you can't tell if he's walking into Gillette Stadium or walking out of Gillette Stadium. And the more I look at it, the more confused I am. The top half of his body looks like it's walking in. The bottom half of his body looks like it's walking out. I feel like the hands, though, when you really blow it up, look like he's walking towards the camera. And the other thing I look at is where that foot is. That foot, that, like, his left foot to us on the picture, it's the right there. It looks like it's in front. This is, this is cryptic, and I think this is a guy who's really smart and knows what he's doing, right? I mean, to me, this is one of those things where... You know, if I had to put myself in his shoes or just being around football all my life with football players and what they're thinking, he doesn't like how things are going. He's not getting the answers he wants from New England right now. I would imagine that's – and so he's kind of saying like, whoa, I'm, I'm halfway out the tunnel here right now. That's, that's, we're, we're not going anywhere right now with our talk and negotiation or what I'm hearing from New England on their side. And that's a great point because – other teams may look at this situation and say, why do we want to be the pawn? Why do we want to be the team that becomes the leverage to get a deal done between Tom Brady and the New England Patriots? He's not leaving. We don't believe he's leaving. Right. We're not even going to entertain the possibility of pursuing him because we don't think he's leaving. This is the kind of thing that could get a general manager or head coach to have a conversation and say, right. maybe he is leaving. 
Maybe I know. we should call Don Yee and have a hypothetical conversation that never happened. And, folks, those happen all the time. Yes, they We do. know that. And right. they're happening now for guys who are going to be free agents. Hypothetical discussions about what it would take, about whether or not there's interest. All this needs to be done ahead of time. Peter King was talking the other day about how the Patriots want an answer from Brady three days before free agency. He will know well before then. No Everyone doubt. will know within his circle what he's going to do. He's going to know the in the next two know. to three weeks, Every, don't you think? And I, mean, I, think, I think he's... He's heard a little right I, now. I, right? I think that I think that he's. This is the message. Whether he's coming or going, this is the message. I'm in play. Yeah, I am in play. Right. I'm not on the field. I'm in the middle right now, and then who knows where it's going to go. And it's the open invitation, right. to anyone out there to contact his agent and begin the process of of hashing out possibilities, ideas, contract numbers, whatever right. it may be. And you know, the folks in Boston. I was on one of the. Boston stations that's up here, 98.5, the sports hub, with Felger and Maz yesterday. And the Patriots fans are wired to blame Robert Kraft yeah. if this falls apart, right. which is astounding to me. Astounding. The guy's been with the team for 20 years. Yep. He's a free agent. If he doesn't want to be there, how can you blame the owner of the team for him not wanting to be there? And if he doesn't want to be there for football reasons, it's not Robert Kraft's fault. Right. It's a Bill Belichick call. Well, yeah. I mean, that's really what it is. I mean, first off, like... You know, fans, fans out there. I mean, yes. I mean, I, I, Robert Kraft wants Tom Brady back, definitely. But New England became New England because they make smart decisions. Bill Belichick, who's coming towards the end of his like lifeline, right? As far as an NFL head coach, he doesn't want to like ruin his last three or four years or five years as a head coach because he got put in salary what? cap hell from why Tom you, Brady why do you too. Think either he's only going to be around three. I think he's got ten more years. Well, maybe ten. Right. But either way, he's not going to want to destroy his team. You know, post Tom Brady and just go, oh, okay, damn, I can't sign four or five free agents because we're still in a salary cap situation from Tom Brady. This is what made New England awesome, everybody. So we can't be mad that Bill Belichick wants to continue to make the organization awesome. And yeah, Mr. Kraft is, uh, we know he loves Tom Brady. It's, I respect that about Mr. Kraft more than anything, I think, and any other owner in football, how he's had the back of Tom Brady and he's constantly there. But he's also a smart owner into where, you know, for the better better part of the time, he always lets Bill Belichick make the decision. He knows he's a master football mind. And I would just have a hard time b- thinking, Bill, all right, in my heart of hearts, and this is no knowledge or inside info here, that Bill is going to be willing to pay Tom Brady some huge one-year number or two-year number that, one, can put them in the salary cap issues, but, two, Bill's going to go, the play doesn't justify that number. You know, just from anybody I know, and of course I know people in New England and I've been there and all that, that's just not the way things will operate. He's not going to do that. He, he, you know, as I've always said, if he thinks you're worth four cents, he's not going to give you five cents. And I, I think Bill is going to look at it and go, wait, with, you know, two years, 60 million? And he's going to say, but... But Tom didn't play like a top ten quarterback last year. Tom didn't. He didn't play like a top twenty quarterback Tom, last year. Tom, listen. It, Tom, Tom is he's borderline in the top half of football anymore. I would say that is that this is truth of the matter. I'm sorry. It doesn't make me proud to say that. But I think from what I saw towards the end of the year, the playoffs, things like that, 
you know, I think roughly, yeah, he's probably in the middle somewhere in football right now. You're right. It's somewhere between probably 16 and 20, 16 and 21. That's just the reality of the situation. You could still win that way, but it's hard, and a guy like Belichick is not going to sit there and just go, oh, here's a blank check for everything you have done. And, Chris, here's the other side of it, too. At some point, they have to rip the Band-Aid off of the Tom Brady relationship. Exactly. It's got to end. Exactly. So what do you do? Do you kick the can for another year or two when you have an opportunity, unprecedented opportunity, to find a free agent quarterback? Right. You can sign Teddy Bridgewater. You can draft somebody. You can make a play for Taysom Hill if you want sure. to. There's a thousand different ways you can go. Yeah. You could get Phillip Rivers if you want Phillip Rivers as a stopgap while Jared Stidham continues to learn yeah. the craft. Right. Peter King has been suggesting in not-so-subtle terms that Andy Dalton may be the next quarterback of the New England Patriots. One of those things that he says it in a way where it feels like there's maybe something, something behind it. Right. He knows something that right. we don't know. Right. So uh, th- there's so many different ways they can go. And if they re-up with Tom Brady, next year that opportunity may not be there. No. This is the perfect time for the Patriots to say, look, it's going to end at some point. He's not playing until he's 50. We've seen a regression. I'm just, I'm surprised, frankly, that Patriots fans, who I regard as among the smartest fans in football who Agreed. get it, who uh, understand it. I do. Matt Casey just Matt, He's a Jets suggested. fan, though. Yeah. You can't listen to but, Matt but Casey I'm, on this I'm topic. I'm surprised that they would be inclined to place blame on anyone other than Tom Brady for choosing to leave. And if it's not Tom Brady, you put the blame on Bill Belichick. And the X factor in all of this is Mrs. Brady. Yeah, no, and you've said that from the start, and I, I agree with you. You're, and there's nothing wrong with that. that there is but nothing wrong with that. we can't overlook the fact that she has tolerated Tom Brady playing well beyond the normal football expiration date, and he keeps going one more year, and one more year, and one more year, and at some point, what she wants, where she wants to live, where she wants to be, where she wants to raise her family becomes a factor. Right. And we don't know. It's not like she's going to come out and say so. But behind the curtain, that's got to be one of the factors. I feel like New England fans, okay, and I'm with you, and I've said this, and I know New England fans don't think I like the Patriots and Brady and all that. It's just false, okay? But I do feel like New England fans are almost willing to sacrifice the strength or the goodness of the team to protect Brady's legacy, right? As compared to the 49ers, where it was like, yeah, we don't want to see Joe Montana go, but we know Steve Young's awesome, and we're going to win more Super Bowls with him, right? So they'd rather keep Brady and be a team that gets bounced out of the wild card round of the playoffs than have Brady go somewhere else and potentially add to his legacy with another team. I feel like that to a degree, or not like let the Patriots be successful without Brady there. I don't know if they like that either, and we'll be right back. Football fever continues right now on NBC Sports Radio. You're reporting live from Radio Row at Super Bowl 54 in Miami. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Now, back to your host, Mike Florio. Around Radio Row much later than usual. They said to us, we got an interview set at 3.30 p.m. Eastern on Thursday. We said, we're not staying. We, they said it's Russell Wilson. We they said, said we we're stay. staying what? for Russell We've Wilson. Done three hours <laughs> we're ago. staying for, we'll Russell, stay for Wilson. Russell Wilson. Here he is. Appreciate up, you guys, Russell? man. Appreciate you, you sticking around. How you guys doing? We're doing good, man. You're Great. the man. Oh, man. Like, appreciate you guys. Man. Unbelievable year. Seriously. Yeah. I mean, every week. I, I know you don't. You block probably all the noise out, but we we wax poetically about you. You're you're amazing. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. It's a lot of hard work, you know, and got a lot of 
got a lot of great players around you and you can do some cool things. So uh, it was a great year. You know, we wish we were being playing right here, though, uh, this weekend. We, we had a chance, you know, so right. um, hopefully we can get back to it next year. Yeah. It's just amazing. You guys are in a division now where you thought you had to worry about the Rams. Now you got to worry about the 49ers. And here's Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. I mean, this is the toughest division in football. I, I would agree with that. You know, in terms of the defensive lines and the defenses, and then you, you factor in the quarterbacks and the guys that can make plays and their offenses and the coaches and stuff, too. Uh, it's, it's a great division to play in. It really is. You know, you made a comment recently to, like, uh, you know, in the media about how you need more superstars in your team. What, what, what do you mean by that? Well, I, I think that every, every year you, you look to, to win free agency. I think that's important every year. That right. doesn't change. Uh, no matter yeah. what the circumstances are. I think yeah. that as we go into, uh, you know, trying to win a championship, I think um, as we go throughout the season and go, go throughout uh, the next several years, I think that's, that's the key part is, is, is finding those playmakers that continue to be on your team for years and years to come. I think um, we obviously got a guy like, you know, DK Metcalf. Uh, hopefully we can get Clowney back. Hopefully, yeah, right. Uh, Bobby Wagner's one of those guys. We got so many great players on our team. And I think to free agency is going to be really key for us. Um, but that's no surprise. Just I, mean, one, you, I know. You're you, not you making always, news. We're not trying to get yeah, you like that. You're just saying you need one yeah, or two yeah, more you, guys to get you, you always want, You always want that, uh, right. that, that, that's, that special, special, special player to find a way to make a crazy play. Right. And if we can add to that with guys like Tyler and DK and all that, it would be great for us. Yeah. Well, you got a taste of it with Jadavian Clown. You got to see up close how disruptive he can yeah. be on a regular basis. And I'm assuming you'd much rather have him chasing the other quarterbacks <laughs> in the division than possibly chasing you yeah, next year. definitely don't want him chasing me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I had to deal with that when he played for the Houston Texans and he came to Seattle. He was all over the field. Um, but he has been a great addition to our team. I mean, yeah. just what he's brought to, to our locker room, what he's brought to the field. Uh, you know, the, really the reality is you, you got to take two, three guys sometimes to go block him. You know, and so how you can get to the quarterback. Even, even in our game when we played at the 49ers the first time, that crazy matchup, uh, was, both of them were crazy. But he yeah. was all over the field. Oh, my God. Um, so, uh, you know, he's a special player and a special guy. You specifically, like – uh, I just like your mindset, okay? I know you got the mo- the most incredible self belief I've ever seen. But when you're going to a game, like literally, tell me what's in your mind, okay? You're down by four points and you're running out on the field for the last drive of the football game. Like, are you? Sa- what are you saying to yourself in your brain? Like, take us into Russell Wilson. <laughs> like, what are you saying? Are you calming yourself down? Are you telling your every like you're going? This is a big moment. What 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 makes you click like tick there? Well, for me, I, I think the language that you that you say to yourself, you know, in between your ears, and and what you say to your teammates is really, really critical to being successful. Right. So, what they hear and what what I what I tell myself is is the most important part of it. I, I think one of the things is that I always try to tell myself, right, got them right where you want them, you know, it's, it got them right where they want them. And and I think the reality is is that I want them to know it too. The other team I'm talking about. Right, right. You know, and so when I step on the field, I want them to feel that presence. I want them to know, okay, uh-oh, you know, and, and uh, I always like being up. <laughs> I'd rather be up. I hear that. But uh, if, if, if we're down, the game's not over. Yeah. All right, and I'm going to go there. Yeah. Because divisional round, fourth and 11, three minutes left. You guys have the ball. He's pissed. You're Russell You're Wilson. <laughs> they got Aaron Rodgers. And I'm thinking, all right, Russ has got this fourth and 11. He's going to run it 12 yards. He's going to throw it 15 yards. So they're going to keep driving. They're going to win this game. And I see the punt team coming up. It's like, what in the hell is going on here? In your mind, how, how do you process that when coach says, all right, we're going to punt and we're going to try to get the ball back? You want the ball in your hands, don't you? 
Well, I mean, of course. I mean, I think we definitely want the ball in your hands. But, you know, the reality is is that we, we had three amazing drives back to back, you know, bang, bang, bang. And they knew we were coming back in that game. I was, I was joking uh, with Darius and, and, and Devontae a little bit this weekend you know, at the Pro Bowl. Uh, and they, 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 we were talking about that a little bit. But, you know, in that situation, you know, it's, you know, we've got to find a way to make a stop. You know, and, and uh, unfortunately we didn't. And, you know, there's, there's two ways to go about it, you know. And, I, you know, if, if, if they had called my name, I would have been ready and we would have found a way to make it, get, get the first down. Um, but, you know, I, I think it's from a, from a strategy standpoint, we, were, we, were back, we weren't that backed up. We were on the minus side of the 50. Um, if we don't get it there, they, they probably win the game just naturally by kicking a field goal. The right. game's over. So, right. um, you know, I, I think that unfortunately we, didn't, we weren't able to stop them. You know, if we, was, if we were able to stop them there on third and seven or whatever it was and get the ball back, um, you know, the game's probably over. So, uh, you know, hopefully we're, we're, the plan was to win it either way. And, um, you know, it's a flip of the coin, I guess. Yeah, well, they got, another, they got a guy on their team that's got belief like you, and they, yeah. their team believes in too. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. What, what is it about the Seahawks? And, like, why do you got to drive me crazy every Sunday with, like, oh, we fell behind and, or, and it's a big game, and now Russell's got to go crazy backyard football magic man. Yeah. You know, what, what is it? Why, where, where, why can't we find that rhythm earlier in the game at times? Um, I think we, I think that that's what we got to figure out, you know, as we go on throughout the, you know, this off season, and, and we're trying to capture that earlier on, because I, I think we do it really well. I mean, we've yeah. always been really good at two minute Amazing. offense. We've always been really good um, in those end of the half, those 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 um, not always hurry up situations, but those those up tempo moments. Yeah. The reality is this: I think the defense gets tired. First thing, sure, I think right. the second thing is is that, you know. Uh, you know, I, I really know kind of what I want to, you know, get get after them and how we want to get after them, especially in those moments. And and uh, guys just make plays in those moments. I think the the freedom of just going after and just scoring as many points. You know, that's kind of what the what, what the Chiefs do. To be honest right. with you, they, they they do a really good job. Andy Reid and Mahomes they do a really good job of getting up to the ball, playing with their playmakers, and finding a way to make plays. And you know, they score more points than everybody else. And I think that's the name of the game is can you score one more point than they do? Right. And there's different ways to go about it. Listen, the reality is we've won a lot of football games you over have. the years. I know. Um, I but know. We'll we all, but we all, a very high standard. But we, but we also, I think there's also um, the expectation of, of being here, not just sitting here in this seat next to you guys, unfortunately. Yeah, right. being on the big banner but, here, the Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, but, yeah, but being on the big banner and, right. and, and, and winning it all. So, yeah. Um, you know, we're going we're gonna to try to figure that out and see if we can get back here quickly. we got two versions of Russell Wilson that we see. We see the Russell Wilson who takes his drop, goes through his progressions, makes the throw, and then there's the guy who just explodes out of the pocket yeah. on that second, that second act where everything is just chaos. Which version is better? Well, I like them both. <laughs> I like them both. I think I think both of them are are, are are winning formulas. I think, you know, dropping back, you know, staying in the pocket. We've been able to make a lot of cause a lot of havoc in that sense, um, and and be able to you know play action it too as well, and then hand the ball off and run it too when we can, and and then also uh, the, the the creativity. You can't do it all the time. You know, it's one of those things that you want to be able to do. Um, it's it's one of those special traits that we have, you know, yeah. as as a team, and we, you don't want to use it too much because then it's it's not as special, right? right? So you want to be able to use it in timely moments when it, when 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 things aren't going well or something happens and the guy gets covered or whatever it is. Okay, let's go create. Let's go create. You know, the next play, and uh, the next play is is it, you know causes havoc for the defense. You. All right, you're the man on the field. Like you're the man off the field for this for me. Okay, this is the this was the ultimate OG <laughs> All right, move. Let's I, figure it out. Let's figure it out. Jimmy Fallon kicking off the contract talk last year. Like uh-huh. that was amazing yeah. to me. Like I, and again, I'm in talk radio and we do a talk show. But I was like, holy cow, 
Like, Jimmy Fallon just helped to start the negotiations between Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks. Like, that was just, I don't know, it was just a moment that jumped out to me. I talked about it last year. I was like, what, is Jimmy Fallon, like, into, like, the salary cap here now? I mean, it just was. <laughs> he knew I, it was coming, though. He asked you the question about becoming the highest paid guy in the NFL, and within a month or two, you were. You, it's, yeah. like, it's almost like it jump-started the conversation or got, like, the national media to be more aware of it. Well, I think for for Coach Carroll and I and, and John Schneider and, and Mark, my agent, we had, we had already talked about it. As soon as the first game was over, they had been talking to us about, you know, potentially making it. So you that, knew we were yeah. getting Yeah, yeah, gotcha. So the, the conversation was already going. It wasn't anything new. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. You know, to us, we, we had kind of been in the process and the journey of it all, and it worked out. It was the place I wanted to be, and, yeah. and uh, it's been a blessing for sure. Yeah. Now, how much attention do you pay to where the other guys are? Because there have been other contracts since then. Nobody's caught you yet at $35 million, but we know Patrick Mahomes is coming at some point. you got Deshaun Watson out there. Dak wants his. How much are you watching to see which of those guys is going to be able to, to get past you, with or without the help of Jimmy Fallon? Well, you want those guys to continue to do what they do, Great, you know, because along the way, it continues to push, press the game. You know, right. it, it helps every player, not just the quarterbacks, but every player. To be honest with you, and uh, you know, those guys are—they deserve it. You know, guys like uh, Patrick Mahomes is—you know—he's here sitting in the Super Bowl doing some special things. He's got playmakers around him. He, he's got all the throws and all the plays that he can make. He's got a great, you know, coach and great mind and Andy Reid, and he's, he's making it happen. You know, and so, uh, you know, I'm not going to be surprised when, when when Patrick gets the nice payday. Well, all right. First off, I want to—we want to ask you about the game, but I want to hear about what you're pitching because every year you. We see you. You got like the coolest well, new you know, gear you're ever. Always the guy I've been rocking bows for a long time. I, 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 I need to get you a pair of these. No, I'll That's take it. I'll, I'm gonna get you a pair right, too. And I'll like sport. I'll be like, hey, this is Russell Wilson and Bose, <laughs> and this the, he's the man. He gave this to me. He's trying hard to get deals of his own. You, see how he goes over the top, you know, uh, it's been pretty cool. I've been with Bose for a long time now, several years, and uh, you know, ever since I was a little kid, I always listened to music. It was kind of the thing that always kind of put my dad and I together. You know, we always obviously sports and all that, yeah, but sure, he sure. used to coach me and everything else, but we used to jam out to music in the car. I remember going to Peyton Manning camp when I was a little kid and, and just listening to oldies and being in the car with him in Louisiana. What were they? What songs? Give yeah. me oh, man, we, we listened to everything. We listened to, to, to OJs. We listened to Earth, Wind & Fire. We listened to, uh, to, to, to The Temptations, uh, Teddy Pendergrass. I mean, we listened to everything. <laughs> um, so we're, you know, I grew up old school, but uh, you know, in my house now, I'm constantly listening to music, obviously, because Sierra sure. and me, and so the kids are constantly dancing and playing music. So we got music always playing around the house, and uh, but then also, you know, the headphones, they, uh, the, the Bose noise canceling 700s. The 700s are key for me because I like going out in the field and just kind of canceling out all the noise. When I get out in the field, it's, 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 it's kind of be peace mode, you know. It's, it's right where I want to be. And, right. uh, and so these help me ignore the noise. From peace peace mode to beast mode. Do you want beast mode to come back again this year? <laughs> That'd be cool. Why not? You score four touchdowns in the playoffs. I like it. So it, was, it was fun. We had a good time. All right. So you got to play Kansas City last year. So you got a little feel for them. But I know they're not. You can't really give the great scouting report. But uh, we do, we're going to put you on the spot, okay? All right. I'm ready. I mean, I'm tell ready. us about the 49ers. And then... Give us your gut feeling on who you think is going to pull this game out. Well, obviously, Bosa come off the edge. That's that's key. Can they slow him down? Right. I think Armstead up front, can they slow, slow him down? Those two guys call it havoc. And if they can run the ball like a, a few times. I know the, I know the Chiefs aren't going to run in a bunch. Yeah. But when they do, can they get positive runs out of The RPO game is going to be critical in this game because they do a really good job of the Chiefs do. Yes, they you know, do. The run, you know, the run pass option. And if they can make that happen, and then the scrambles. You know, can they, can they, That's where the game's going to come down to. I because know. Yeah. If, if Mahomes can scramble and get outside the pot, 
blocking and make some plays down the field with guys like Tyree. He's got so many weapons. Right. I mean, he's got he's got guys that are world class speed, world class hands. He's got Kelsey as well. Gets open, does a great job of getting open. So that creativity of what Mahomes can do and all the playmakers he has around him, in addition to the scheming of what Andy Reid's going to do, yeah, right. is really going to come down to can the, can the 49ers slow that down and the scrambling ability of what Mahomes can do. Um, it's going to be a great matchup. It is. You know, I, I, What's your gut say, though? You think they can slow him down? Like, Was that the best D-line, D-line you played this year? Yeah, I would say across the board. Yeah. You know, they, they got the first four guys, and they got another three. Or four. Right, right. You know, so yeah. I, I would say across the board, yes. Yeah. Obviously, guys like Aaron Donald, playmakers yeah, I like that. Yeah, right. He's yeah. But, um, yeah, I would say so for sure. And, yeah. um, you know, it, it, it really helps, you know, across the board on defense and, and what they can do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go with the Chiefs, though, because of Mahomes. Wow. Yeah. Um, you know, but uh, it's, it's going to be a tough pick. I, it's hey, always hard to go. You questioning now. I it, went with the 49ers. Uh, uh, now see, I feel pretty Russ, good now. Yeah, he if Russ knows, if Russ knows after playing the 49ers He doesn't know everything. Well, right? I, think, I think the 49ers right. are really good, though. They got who's, Sherm still. Who's the guy that Mahomes needs to be worried about, though, when he starts to run? Which one of those defenders is going to close on him and maybe get him down on the ground? Well, well, Bosa, I would say, is the guy that can catch up and get to him. Um, D Ford's back too, so yeah. he can really run too as well. Right. But I, I would say Bosa, um, and then the guy that you really got to you know watch for when you're throwing it deep down the field is obviously Sherman. Those late, late, late balls. He, yeah. he really has a really good idea of depth perception and, and figuring out where the ball is down the field and those those His balls deep down the field. Skills come in so, handy yeah. There. So he really he's like a center fielder. He really tracks that ball really well. As you saw in the last game, in the NFC Championship game, uh, when he picked off Rodgers, was, I mean he 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 kind of baited him and he went after it and you know, picked him off at the end of the game. To end the game. So that's what he does best. What's the all-time scoreboard Seattle Seahawks practice 2012 <laughs> through 2017 Wilson versus Sherman? Who's leading in that oh, one? Oh, man, I don't go over there too often. <laughs> um, you know, I, I try to stay away from them as much as possible. I'm, I'm not crazy. <laughs> um, but, you know, it, it's always been good battles. I, I'm not going to try to pick a fight right I now. I knew you were. Um, yeah. no, but no, Sherman, Sherman, Sherman made me better. You right. know, I'll say that uh, the Legion of Boom always made me better because when I came in as a rookie, it was one of those things that I mean, it was the best defense Literally, maybe arguably in football in history, especially in the secondary. No doubt. And so, for me, it was it was a challenge every day. It was like I was playing a championship game every day. And those guys made me better. And Sherm was was always great in that that sense of being a to talk to me about different things that I was doing or he was doing. I I could talk to him about different things. So I got a lot of respect for how he plays the game. Yeah. Well, Russell, it's been great watching the first eight years of your career. And I know you've said it. You told me a year and a half ago. You've said it more recently. 45, still the goal. 45. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to make it 45. Well, we get to enjoy 14 more years, Let's man. We're it. looking forward Let's to it. it. All right. right. Guys, uh, we want to do it together. Like on three. Go Hawks. Let's okay. do it. All right. One, two, three. Go Hawks. Hawks. like it. Court number three all-time on the NFL rushing list. A surefire first battle Hall of Famer, in my opinion. The only problem is Chris Sims doesn't necessarily agree. And, oh, yesterday, Frank Gore paid us a visit. And it wasn't me, the guy who is pro-Gore. It was Sims, the anti-Frank, who got to sit (laughs) down with Gore. Here's some of what they discussed. I am with an NFL legend, Frank Gore. 
he is representing Lowe's today, okay? And we're going to get out of that because we both got paid from Lowe's this year, <laughs> all right? I bet you your check's bigger than mine. I know that. Frank's mad at me. We're just no, going to start no, I'm right not now. Mad. I'm not mad. I'm no, not mad. You're mad. I'm I not told mad. He totally mean mugged me. No. And, and to give background, because I know where this is, because I've heard you say you listen to everybody. I listen to everybody. And I know you do. And we've had dinner together mm-hmm. when you're out in San Francisco. But I did say I was on the fence about Frank Gore being a Hall of Famer. Okay. All right? I did so, say so, that. But why, why, you feel, why, why, you, why you feel like why that? that? I know. Yeah. And, and let, let me just state this, too, okay? So I'm going to tell you my facts. I'm going to tell you what. I know. You do. Tell me All in right. one second. And I think you're the man, okay? I got mad respect. No, I res- respect. No, I, you know. I know. I, I know. Tra- I know we got respect. I know. Yeah, yeah. I, I got mad respect. I'd known, I known about you since you were in high school. I was right, like, right. people were telling me about you. But, yeah, I guess my thing is, all right, I have – Sometimes I struggle with amount of years uh-huh. and maybe uh, maybe the the conversation of how many years you were maybe a top, top. three, top four, top five running back in the league. All right, okay, okay. go ahead, shit on me all you want. It's all yours. Go okay. ahead. Well, I would say, you know, my first six years in San Fran. Yeah. You know, not to down any of my teammates I played with. I got you. When when you came to Candlestick Park. Yeah. You only knew one guy on the offense right. who they had to stop. Right. And that was me. So Valid I'm like, point. So I'm like this. As a running back, as a running back, yeah. if you if it, it, it's the more you got the more help you got, the easier it is. Yeah. And not saying my guys didn't play, didn't work hard, because I you know, I'm big on team and I respected them guys who I played with, but name name a guy my first six years who you was who would you be afraid of outside yeah. Game planning wise, yeah, I know you're and, right. And okay, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, and I'm like, well, as a back man, like, I'm, I'm gonna give you a prime example, right? And not, not, not if you like, like Le'Veon in Pittsburgh, yeah, right. He had Big Ben, he had AB, sure, he had Juju, right? He had, you know, so you can't put eight, nine men in the box, yeah, yeah, I get, get you there. You know what I'm saying? So I it, do, so it should be easier. Frank Gore making the passionate case, and I spoke to him the day he surpassed Barry Sanders, and we got into that discussion about Hall of Fame. Right, and he just is is animated and and strong, and he is a he, and you don't expect it from him because no. he's usually a quiet guy. Right, right. But he's a believer, and I, I believe too. Look, I, at the running back position, the fact that he's been able to keep doing it this long means something. The durability we don't see from running backs. It is incredible that he's played as long as he has, that he has amassed the yards he's had. And if he keeps getting opportunities, I feel the same thing about Adrian Peterson. It's just a question of how many teams will keep giving them opportunities because yeah. they will keep piling up the yardage indefinitely. They will. And um, first off, the point he made was really, really valid. It really was. You know, it's, I, I will say. And, and I, you know, I told, I said, I came off the fence and I said, yeah, he's a Hall of Famer, but I was. I, I struggled with it for a little bit. I really did. And uh, I, I think the point he made there actually was a really good one. And I want to say this, too. When we got done with the interview, he was really concerned that did, I, I hope I didn't sound like a jerk and I threw my ex-teammates under the bus early years. And so He's very oh, team guy. Hey, hey, He's stand-up as can be. When I talked to him about that topic, yeah. he said to me, they were pulling guys off the street to play offensive line. That's right. the quality of blocking And, and his point through 2005 to really 2009, he's right, though. There was nobody there to be worried about in San Francisco. It was all about him, and I think that's a very valid point for his Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame head coach Tony Dungy joins oh, us next yeah, right here on PT Live. Is. 
Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 